0: welcome back to the across the pod nfl podcast the conference championships are now done as we now look forward to super bowl 58 in las vegas as the chiefs will take on the 49ers i am as ever your host andy davis here to review the conference championship here with a returning guest you would have seen him last probably in our cardinal season preview back with us today is oliver kent oliver how are you mate how are things How, how have you been
1: I'm good, I'm good, mate. Disappointing year for us as the Cardinals, but apart from that, enjoying the season.
0: Yeah, well, also you came to the last time, probably not, you know, I think you you and Sam were the two, had the two lowest record predictions in terms of how many wins you think the team would get. And, um, you know, I think the season really went, still not many wins, but I think probably a lot better than probably you you thought it would.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've just got some some positives and it's the, it's one of those things when you do a sort of rebuilding season or you know you're on for a... A losing season is success comes in some different kind of forms and you're looking for some positives more than anything. I think we hit all those. So, you know, we built built beat some teams that probably shouldn't have beaten um and played about as you'd expect with a backup QB when we did. And that was it. So
0: Yeah, I think certainly so. you look at you look at next season, you've got obviously two I believe it's two first round picks at the moment. Um, you know, I think yeah. I think Kyle Murray seemingly, you know, he's not going anywhere. As you sort of thought would happen, and and yeah, I think now you can look at other positions, and I think yeah, it, and I think it's been a good first year for Jonathan Gannon. I think that going into next year, I think it's um should be a lot more positivity going into this year than there was maybe last season or oh, this season, but last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be more. It will certainly be more um, exciting off season, I think. Um, and no, Monty likes to uh, wheel and deal his picks. So, like you say, it's two first on picks at present. So, uh, who knows what will happen there? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So let's head on to the two games. Uh the first one was the eight pm kickoff in the UK, uh three pm Eastern, as the Chiefs made once again the seed Bowl after beating the one seed Ravens, seventeen points to ten. Um still of the game, really. You look at um, you know, both teams were level after the first quarter, but then the Bolton Ravens didn't score until the final quarter, and the Chiefs didn't score after halftime. So Interesting stat there. I mean, looking at the stats, particularly Mark Jackson had one touchdown, one interception, 272 yards, including a very amazing highlight play in that game. Mahomes only had one touchdown, but zero picks. Uh, Pacheco was a leader. in rushing game of 68 yards, one touchdown. Travis Kelsey was, of course, the main guy for the Chiefs, 118 yards, one touchdown. Uh, And then for the Ravens, Zay Flowers, 115 yards, one touchdown from five receptions, but did have the uh, all- all important um, mistakes in the game. And that's really where I want mm-hmm. to start really is a flowers. I mean I I don't know whether you saw my Twitter yesterday where it was um I probably overreacted slightly to that saying he cost some the foothold. But you've got to look at the two plays that did happen which ultimately probably did cost him in the end. You look at the um, the obviously the taunting call which I think that's another story for itself with the fact Kelsey got away with it. But then of course it was the fumble um, you know in that game or the touchback I should say um, that probably ends up costing him and I think Zay Flowers will obviously look back at that and I think he's obviously visibly upset. I think he was crying a little Beckham, uh, Beckham, um upsetting for him. Uh but what was your take on on that and Zay Flowers' two costly mistakes?
1: I think I think the the one's indefensible realistically. Like I get it's an emotional game. I mean throughout it you could see that they you know, certain things were getting let go and stuff like that. And it's the playoffs. They do tend to let things go. Um, you know, he wasn't, he was more flagged for the, obviously the ball spin right by him. And it's an emotional game. Like I said, it's a big play, but just got to keep some composing. And it's like, it's just, you know, he's a rookie. You know, it is what it is that, that kind of happens. But for me, I think, it, I think people are probably a bit harsh on the fumble. Like ultimately he did what you would want him to do in that situation, which is try and score. You know, you're in, a, you're in a game where you're struggling to score anywhere. There's no guarantee that on, you know, from four tries from the second... It sounds crazy to say, but from four tries from the two-yard line, there's no guarantee they'd actually come away with with points. Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds bonkers to say that. But, you know, he did exactly what you should do. Um, and for me, it's more just of a better play. Um, I think it was Nick Bolt. It might have been Nick Bolton, but it was more of a better play for me. And it was akin to sort of, you know, Cam Chancellor and uh, Calvin Johnson, where he punched out the back um to save the game so I see it more as a, as a great defensive play and something that you know Zay's had a good season I'd say all in so live and learn and, and go again but Ravens team will be looking a little different next year as well yeah
0: yeah I think I think there's a, a pen, pending free agent list for the Ravens that it's quite long and you look at the fact mm-hmm. that Mike McDonald's maybe one of the new I think there's a lot of talk of Seattle with Mike McDonald. Um I think, now it's that we'll think, I think we'll see with the Lions more on them later on. But I think we'll see the same thing with the Lions when Ben Johnson leaves. This 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 could affect them. And I think, sadly, it could be one of those occasions where that was their one chance to make it. And I think you look at their, how you mentioned defence, how good their defence played. I mean, I mentioned before, shutting out the Chiefs in the whole second half. And, you know, I think, really, there was that second half when it seemed after half, me a half-time, I think a lot of people were half-time, it seemed the game seemed done and then the Ravens just were just keeping this team in it and I think there were some great defensive plays. Um mm. and I think sadly for them they just couldn't get done on offense. And I think the Mar Jackson threw a couple of questionable throws you look at the, the one yeah. coverage in the end zone particularly that was um quite questionable. I think Peter Schechter made a great point um someone you, you know pretty well um that just because the play is there to throw d- doesn't mean you have to throw it in that area. And I think mm. that with someone as mobile as him Not not looking at Jared Goff, who is probably the least mobile of the four, uh, someone who can move around like he can, you think, and he did it in in a game, there's a point where he did move around and and do all that, so um, I think he definitely could have found a way around the pocket and and made that sort of and just got the first down and got on with it, but I suppose at that point of the game you're desperate to get points, and you see that gap open for a split second you probably think in that split second, you haven't got time to think really we're all saying this, aren't we, it's like, you know because yeah, they were, they've got ten seconds to, to think about it, whereas he's got milliseconds to think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's two things there for me. There's the one where Isaiah lately, like, you know, he gives the he gives the signal to throw it, which most QBs will do. They they've trusting their guys, and it's a safety safety's coming from the other side, and it's badly underthrown. But I think for me in general, I think the Ravens just had an appalling offensive game plan, and they just went away from everything that got them to the AFC Championship game. I mean. I don't know why they suddenly decided in that game that it was going to be shotgun all the time, uh, four receivers out wide. You know, they had Mark Andrews come back. He barely saw anything. Um, I think they had something like less than 10 rushing attempts if you don't include QB scrambles, which is, for me, is is, is crazy when you think about the Ravens, their identity for however long they've been in. You know, big tight end sets. Then Patrick Ricard's one of the best fullbacks in the game, barely was in there. Like, I just think they went so far away from you know, their identity, what got them there, what makes them difficult to play. And it just played into the Chiefs' hands, realistically. Chiefs were able to play fast, able to get after Lamar, cover, you know. And I think, like, when you look at the Ravens' receiving core, you got Odell, who's, who's on the wrong side of 30, uh, you got Patrick Bateman, who, who's not exactly a burner, and then you do have Zay Flowers, but again, Zay's, Zay's a rookie. And you just think, you know, why did you go away from what made you this, you know, elite team going throughout the entire season and to me it was just it was infuriating I found it really really infuriating like I think they had six attempts with Gus Edwards or something like that and then 30 yards and even then he was I think he was averaging something like five or six yards per carry you know so it's not like it wasn't working it just and and like you say if your defense is playing at such a high level and, and you really do have to credit Ravens defense they were lights out for the whole thing you know, I just I find it bad that Harbaugh didn't just have more faith in them and, and stuck with what they should have done and and gone for it. But you know, as we end up, it's credit to the Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes is it's, it's inevitable at this point that he's always getting arguably their worst season as well. You know, from a, from a performance perspective, you know, you'd say this is one of their worst seasons. But yet again, here they find themselves in the Super Bowl. So it's just bonkers.
0: Yeah, you've got to give Chiefs Mahomes so much credit because. You know, in terms of playoff wins for quarterbacks, he's now already um third in all-time list. Of you know, He yeah. had 14 playoff wins. If he wins on Sunday, or Sunday, two weeks' time, he'll be one yeah. behind Montana. Obviously, Brady's mild had 35 playoff wins. But to be six years as the starter and to have the third most playoff wins in history, I mean, look at the fact he's you've had people like, you know, Peyton Manning, Steve Young, John Elway terry bradshaw and even rogers has got 12 and he's been a what 20 league 20 year league veteran and you know wilson's only got nine Breeze's and he got nine playoff wins you know Kurt warner's only got nine so the, the fact he's doing this you know in six years and it took him until a fortnight ago to play a game on the road in the playoffs that isn't a super bowl you know you look at um just everything he's doing and you know i know he's got kelsey but you look at everyone else i mean you've got
1: but I think he's just got Kelsey. That's the thing. Yeah. He's, he's only um, got Kelsey. If, if you said to the average fan, name me three receivers on the Chiefs, I, I don't think they'd be able to. Mm. It's Kelsey. That is it. You know, she writes been pretty nice. Mm. But you know what? Marcus Valdez Scantley. Like he, he's been around, you know, journeyman around the league for seven years. And Rashe- I can't even re- I can't even name you the next one. Do you know what I mean? Pacheco's obviously very good. I thought the Chiefs O-line was probably style of the game, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. The, the time he had, and obviously Mahomes does Mahomes things. But yeah, credit where it's due. It's probably the least talent he's worked with um for a while. And he's and he's still where he is. And I saw something where it was he's played 17 playoff games now, which is obviously now a full season, right? And it's like an MVP season. It's it's forty three hundred yards, it's seventy percent completion. It's thirty five touchdowns, like seven inception. something like that. Like and and you got to remember as well is that the playoffs are the it's the best teams it's the best versus the best you know you're not going up against the bottom feeders the the cardinals of the yeah. season if you will do you know do you, but you're not though you're not you're not yeah. facing you know four and thirteen teams you know every other week or whatever you, you're going up against double digit win teams who all have legit aspirations of of beating you know getting the Super Bowl so it's just bonkers what they've been able to do it's it's also a testament to Andy Reid as well. I mean, it's some fantastic stuff. Even just finding him in the draft when everyone else just let him go is is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the Bears are looking on with a lot of great. And I think with Celts, I, mean, I said for a lot this year that I thought he was maybe showing signs of decline, but the last two mm-hmm. games, especially the Bills game, two touchdowns in that one. It seemed like, I, I love I the scheme. They were just doing so many just short little passes and just getting down the field. And the, the clock management was amazing in terms of, I think the first half, of it was 20 minutes to nine minutes or, or something like that. The difference in... Time on the clock, and they they yeah. just really just almost stopped the, the Ravens getting on the field, and I think that probably disrupted the Ravens in the South. And Kelsey was just—you think at some point the Ravens would have stopped it, but there's probably times where even if you, you try what you want, but sometimes you just can't stop things like that. And I think Kelsey, you know. Yeah, the lot of talking of retiring. I, you know, it, if he wins again, it could happen. But I, I still think he's got years left in him, especially if it comes to playoff time. You can, even if it just takes it easy in the regular season. You know that comes postseason. He's going to be the guy that the trusts. And you know, I think as long as he's got him, then everything else doesn't really matter. And I, think I, Mar- I was just going to say.
1: I was just going to say. As long yeah. as he's got my why would he? Why would he pack it in? Yeah, why would he yeah. pack it in? He's happy. You know, he's always got a chance at the Super Bowl. Like you say, he could change up how he does his snaps throughout the year right. and, and be smart with it. And I think something to say about Kelsey is, you know, he was followed and covered by um, Carl Hamilton most of the night. right? That's an all-pro player. And he just had an incredible game again. So I know we say here, oh, he's showing signs of a or whatever. Might just be a bit of a rot. Do you know what I mean? He could have another he could have another 1,300-yard season next year or something like that, as long as he's got Mahomes. hopes. Um,
0: yeah. Sorry to cut you off our uh, MVS. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just want to say that I I love the fact that you know Baldur Scatling all year has been criticised drop after yeah. drop, but in the, in the big moments when he needed it, that first down, who was there? Him. So I think that just shows again the, the Chiefs. I mean, even look at the look at the Patriots in the year, Avondola never did much in the in the regular season. Yeah. Edelman, to a certain extent the same sort of thing, but them two yeah. always and even Chris Hogan always showed up in the playoffs. And and they they aren't they aren't they aren't Jamar Chase. They aren't AJ Brown. Yeah. They aren't Tyreek yeah. Hill. but these guys like those three, and like 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 the Mar Baldus scouting. I think it could still be Tony. Maybe not. He, he could some apart. But I think these players that aren't on world beaters, are getting a job done because of Mahomes, because of this coaching staff from Andy Reid. Uh, I think even looking at Matt Nagy as a coordinator now, I think mm, yes, mm. you got to give them credit. I mean, six straight a- AFC championships. They won four of them. Really should have won five if you if they closed out that Bengals game. So. The Chiefs, they are dynasty. And I think that for me, I don't know what you stand on as Ollie, If Mahomes win a Super Bowl in two weeks time, is he a top three quarterback of all time? He'd have more rings than Peyton Manning, more rings than Favre, more rings than Elway. He's got more talent than a lot of these players that have won multiple rings. Where do you, where do you think he is now? Where do you think he could be in terms of his legacy after this season if he goes on and beats the Niners in two weeks?
1: I think the fact that we're even having that conversation at his sixth season probably says it all, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he goes and wins it, right, and like you mentioned, he's, he's passed all those kind of things and just accolades, it's then just a, lo- a longevity game. Do you know what I mean? He, he All he has to do then is just be average for the next 10 years or so, and he'll be an all-timer. Do you know what I mean? And I think, honestly, it's bonkers to say it, but, you know, could he eclipse someone like Brady in terms of wins? And I know, it's you know, if you said that five years ago, people would just be laughing at you. But it speaks for itself. You know, QBs in this league now have anywhere from, you know, 12 to 15-year careers, right? The good ones, at least. I should preface that. You know, we're not talking about <laughs> fifth-round backups, although Brock Purdy might be an exception to the rule. But, you know, if he's where he's at now and he continues on his form and he gets another six years, th- there's no reason why he can't just keep racking up these, you know, these and it will be a case of, well, does Andy Reid stick around? Kelsey's going to have to, you know, that it's the natural progression of the NFL and these roster changes, but I think they've proven that if this is their worst roster, their worst year, you know, they'll improve next year and they'll they'll keep going. So I, I don't, I think right now it's hard to say because it's only six years, but I mean, I don't see why he couldn't be a top three or anywhere from top three to top one. I really do honestly think that he's got the best shot of anyone in a, in recent memory of, of outdoing Brady. Um, and the fact that he got to play briefly against him, right, and that that takes that out of the debate as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just crazy stuff. So who knows?
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that will um, I think even if Mahomes does you know, get more playoff wins or gets more rings than Brady. The only thing I think would go against him in sort of the whole goat debate is the fact that Mahomes in his prime against an aging Brady in a Super Bowl played against each other. Yeah. Who won, Tom Brady? I think that may that may go against Mahomes, but I think certainly he's got a chance to eclipse Montana. Um, I think that he's already two wins off him. I think Montana's quite a far one to go. He's got four Super Bowls, but Mahomes get a third, then he's not. He's only really one off there. And I, I do think that even if he retired. Say after Super Bowl, say if he just got bored of it or injury struck and his career ended. I think right now you see the first ballot Hall of Famer. I genuinely think that you know his career, he's done. He's already got more wins than Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. And Drew Brees, as me, is he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will be. And I think that to so do we've done already. I think it just and the impact as well in terms of he's not had a season where he's not been in the AFC Championship game in terms of, as a starter, and that's crazy. I mean, some people haven't had that. In the DAX, in the whole career and some players never get to that game or never win that game. And he's been in six, hosted five of them, and he's won uh, four of them. So, yeah, for me, it's just an outstanding achievement. Um, and you know, it's not just him, I think the defense has been a big part of their success this year. Mm-hmm. I love Jerry Sneed, he's been great. Obviously, you've got people like Chris Jones, I think their defense has been the, the best part of their team. But the the yeah, I think
1: it's so underrated, it's so underrated yeah. in the fact that, yeah, the whole thing, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. But at the end of the day, at the Mahomes gets the credit and that is they nature of being the callback. And I think at the end of the day, that Kate really come push up and shove. The defence played well, but Mahomes once again proved that. Really, I said it before last week, who cares how many wins you get in the, in the regular season, as long as you get in. Um, obviously, it makes an impact in terms of, of seeding. But then again, they were on the road against the Bills and the Ravens, two hot in hot form teams. Beat them both. So, yeah, I think Mahomes is just, it's just excellent. We can talk about them all day, but you better move on to what yeah. think, uh, which was the... I think definitely the game of the week um, as the Lions took on the Niners and I mentioned before the Niners did win by 34 points to 31 but that's not the whole story Uh, the Lions Mm. were 27 sorry they were 24 to 7 up at halftime and then they didn't score until right and then the Niners had a 17 point comeback and won this game by 34 points to 31 I mean Ollie first of all just what a game that was
1: yeah I mean crazy game and and I think the way the NFL is going, it's obviously gearing towards enjoying these high scoring games a bit more. Do you know what I mean? It's not like say their game of the week, but that's not to say the Ravens and Chiefs game is poor. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's a, it's an offense league. People like points, people like you know more than 50 points in a game, but you know, they, again, the narrative there, the, the comeback story and I guess Shanahan brushing it off a little bit. I think it's just, it's a bit sad because everyone wanted it for the Lions. And I think everyone wanted it for the Ravens as well. Um it's, it's just, it's the way the league goes sometimes. And it's weird now that we're going to enter a Super Bowl where you've got two sort of, you know, opposite narratives where you've got Mahomes with the lowest probably caliber roster he's worked with. And you've got Brock Purdy surrounded by all of this talent. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. But I think everyone had the 49ers on their their Super Bowl bingo cards throughout the entire year. When you look at how last year ended with the NFC Championship game, they could have easily made it to the Super Bowl there. Um, you know, and 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 then this year it just shows that if they don't have Brock Purdy missing an arm, he, they can actually do some things. So but I think for me, Chris McCaffrey is the MVP. I think he showed it again in that in that. That game really went off. And you know, I think Lions fans will be kicking themselves a little bit um and some decision making there and some of the errors they had there. But that's the way the playoffs go.
0: Yeah, well, what was should make of a fourth four down calls from Campbell? Because we talked about last week when there's a lot of um you look at the Bucks-Lions game and the Packers game, but going for it on fourth down rather than going for the field goal, or even just punting it away and putting them further back into some territory-wise. Uh also Dan Campbell, the most fourth down. It was either the most fourth down calls or the most successful fourth down calls in the league this year. So obviously he's it's worked and he's got them where they are. But do you think maybe he could have slightly gone away from normal and been more conservative? Or do you think he was right to just stick with his guns, stick with what's got him to where they were?
1: Well, I, I think there's a little context that needs to come in for, for some of the fourth down calls. Because let's bear in mind that a fourth down call, you know, in your opponent's 10 yard line is a lot different to a, a half field fourth down call right and again that's where the field goals come into it as well because how guaranteed are you of a a field goal at the halfway line compared to the 10 yard line for example and you know we're coming into these things of ifs and buts and maybe we just don't know what would happen I think the role of analytics in in the decision making has become a bit inflated there's certainly a place for it absolutely and there's a reason that you know team subscribes that way of thinking but in my experience and what I've seen throughout the season you know some of the biggest sort of Comebacks have come off the back of those those fourth down things, and it's one of those scenarios where, you know, yeah, the, probably thought about the momentum a little bit. I think Dan Campbell, you know, you've just seen your defense have 27, answers, you know, or however many answers of points each of those fourth down calls, and you're just starting to think that Shanahan's getting in rhythm. Do I really want to give them the ball back? How much is it worth? But I think the mul- the multiple fourth down calls probably said it all, and it's one of those things where like it's not as easy as saying well you know, X time three points would have been the difference in the game or whatever. But looking back on it, it, it it's tough not to to criticise those calls and you should have just taken the points.
0: Yeah, and you have to sorry for Jamie Gibbs as well. I mean, a rookie who was brilliant in this game. He was pretty mm. much the life and blood of his offence because they were running it almost all the time. They're going for quite an old-school approach and just run the ball. And him, Montgomery, mm. were just – they have been all year, really. The, the, I think two really key parts as well as St. Brown. And he's having a great game. We had a great rookie year. And um, you know, I think probably outshone by the likes of CJ Stroud and Jordan Allenson for rookie of the year, but he's been brilliant this year. And to make that yeah. fumble uh, in the game, I think that he um you know obviously that's a score from the touchdown. That seemed to change momentum. Obviously, there was the I think there was a fourth down missed throw from Goff, or I think it was a drop or something. Well, Josh- Re-
1: yeah, Reynolds, Reynolds yeah, should have called that. that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I think the fumble obviously did ultimately. Change momentum and obviously that got the Niners the the ultimate win. So I think for Lions, I think on one hand you've got to look at it as what season for them. I think a lot like Lions fans are thinking this way, the fact that you know they got all the way to this far, their first playoff win in since 91, and to win multiple playoff games in one year. Um, what season for them? But on the flip side, you have to think just what if? Because even I think even Dan Campbell said himself this morning, he told his players. That they they missed their best chance, or only chance of making goals. Yeah. I thought it was bold, but it might give me inspiration next year to go on and go one step further. But um, you got to think as well, just just what if?
1: Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I think the thing for me is personally, and even when I've coached, made these decisions, like I'm going to make you beat me. You know, I'm not going to make it easy. And and for me, those fourth down calls, I understand the logic because if you convert them, they completely change the perception of the game, but when something like this happens and we sit here, you're going to rightfully get that criticism in fourth down. Had they taken the points, right, or the field position and played it that way and still lost, we would just be saying the 49ers, you know, they were great. They did what they needed to do. So I think between some coaching decisions and, like I say, the costly errors, I mean, turnovers always change, change how games go. You know, there's only certainly so many possessions and, and really I just think the Lions, like you say, like they were, they were right. They had the right formula pound it. They had Jameer Gibbs. They were perfect all season. You know, really is why Goff has had some success. He's had, you know, in terms of the weight hasn't always been on his shoulders. Um, and they were just in prime position. I just think, you know, it's one of those things where Shanahan knows how to call offense. He's probably one of the best play callers we, we we've seen for a very long time. And it goes into half, right. He's got time, Right the the two, a two score lead is not actually that big at half unless you start making decisions about fourth downs unless you start making decisions you know not decisions but mistakes in terms of fumbling and stuff like that and, and so you know i think for me it probably was the right outcome but i think you know the lions are going to re- brew this one for for quite a while um you know the nfc's on and a little bit of a rise it's been a bit of a slump compared to the fc for the last couple of years but there's some talent coming through like you say, um, and we'll just have to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the fact that Ben Johnson does leave, it's just seemingly he's going been against the commanders as a head coach that we've seen with the Eagles this year. I think the loss of coordinators can ultimately affect and almost become victim of your own success. That if, if you do well, you lose your coordinator. I'm very,
1: very grateful for Gannon. Very grateful for <laughs> Gannon, so I'm not going to complain. I saw something that um, every team has had to replace their OC since 2022.
0: Really? Every, wow. Yeah,
1: something like that. It's crazy. It is crazy. I think it just shows, it shows the momentum that the league's going in. Like we say, like I said earlier about, you know, the point scoring and the offence driven sort of game, like they're such prime head candidates, you know, and it's off the back of the Shanahan's, it's off the back of McVay's and people like this. And we know that the formula is coach comes in, new QB, hit the reset, build the roster. We know that that is the formula every team wants to do. So what do they do? Like bring in the OC to help the Q, you know, it's all just like a butterfly effect. It all just, that's how it goes. Um, I think it will be interesting. I can't believe that some people have already been placed already as well. I I do find that bizarre. You know, like the Cardinals were in a similar situation last year to where you were waiting to the very end, sort of, you know, to pick your poison. And the reason people do that is because, well, the guys in the NFC championship games or the AFC championship games and the Super Bowl probably are the better candidates in terms of the coordinator role. So I think some of the moves we've already seen are, are a little surprising. But um yeah, like you say, it's a credit to him. That Lions. well, that whole Lions staff has, has just been incredible in terms of turning the team around.
0: Yeah, and I think you've know, got to look at one thing that I think will give him some belief and positive is the fact that mm. their team's so young. I mean, you got the Porter and gibbs as rookies, they're on rookie deals. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, same brown, they've got some brown athletes, he's not on the rookie deal, but he is, he's young. You know, um you look at like, the Goff's only on twenty one million dollars in twenty twenty-four. You know, Aidan Hutchison's only in his third year. You know, yeah. Jack Campbell, Brian Branch. There's just so many. They've they've been the example. If you look at the Rams a few years ago, they were the example of how you win by just giving up trade picks and doing it that way. But the Lions have proved how to draft. And also, they were a beneficiary of that Rams trade. But they have proved how to draft them. I and mean, even at the time when they drafted, people were criticising the picks of Jack Campbell, Jameer mm. Gibbs. But oh, they, I did, I did, yeah, I did too. I... Really, I'll say. Take Bijan, or take or, or take or trade yeah. or
1: trade down or trade yeah. down or whatever, yeah. you know. But I think sometimes we forget, and it, and it's it's what as well. Like when the Patriots were in their prime, everyone no one understood their draft sort of selection process. Everyone thought that was bizarre. And you got to remember that rosters have holes and gaps in them, and so you've got to build some of a vision in mind. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't always just go best player available. It's not always possible to go best player available. So. Um, they've done a stellar job and any time that, you know, your picks are contributing to your success is, you know, a credit to, to the scouts and to the, the GM and to the coaches are deploying them as well. I think it's something like, like you say, over the last three drafts, they've got 10 or 11 starters out of it, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but if you think of 10 or 11 starters and between offense defense, you've only got 22, you know, or 25, however you want to call subs whatever. It's not a bad ratio, to be fair. And it's the way that you do, like you say, you build structure. You have young players, and it's how you get success. And it means that, you know, when they do have someone leave or there's a gap, they can just hit free agency and go right. We'll pick our, we we'll pick our best player available in free agency rather than the draft. So, no, they, they've done a they've done a very good job, and I think as well, like you said, they have that identity, right? They have that identity, and they're probably only going to get better. I know Dan Campbell says it's their hardest one, but I think they'll probably be better next year. Now they're going to get everyone else's best a bit more, and they're going to have a tougher schedule, but I think they'll be better for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think huge credit to Brad Holmes, who of course comes from that Les Snead sort of tree in the of GMs, and I think that you know he's already probably in probably the top five, top ten GMs in the whole <laughs> league. I think, I think I view Snead and Roseman as a top two, but I think he's certainly done done a great job. Uh, but in terms of the two teams that LC have made it through, off you'll get my predictions later on. We need to do our our previous episodes, but in terms of you, Ollie, um, how you seen this game? Because obviously the story is it's a rematch from Super Bowl Fifty Four, the one in Miami. Yeah. Um, obviously the Chiefs won that, Mahomes first ring. Um, obviously the, the Niners have gone a long way since, and they they're, they're probably a better team, even better team than they were back when they had Jimmy G's as a quarterback. But the Chiefs yeah. have got way more player experience now, and of course in that game they for a lot of the game were were. Doing pretty badly, which they showed a lot of maybe playoff nerves. So, how are you seeing that game? Is two? They are probably the two best teams in the playoffs. That at Niners certainly were the team everyone thought start the year, and the Chiefs the same. So, yeah, how are you seeing that game?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one to call because they're so contrasted in what they're you know put like the matchups perfect. Right, the matchup is perfect. You know, like I say, like you've got someone arguably in Brock Purdy, who people have called him a game manager and, and, and stuff like that. And you've got Mahomes, who's clearly, you know, the best in the game at the moment. And then you've got you look at the other strengths of the, the roster, like we've spoken about, you know, who's catching the ball for the the Chiefs outside of Kelsey, right? And then the 49ers coverage is probably their weakest part of that defence. Now that's saying something, I'm not saying it's bad, but when you look at the rest of the, you know, that front seven is is ridiculous. And the Chiefs O Line is good as well. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, we've got two weeks to prepare. That's always good. Always good. Rested. I think for me, I don't want to see the 49ers win as a divisional opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think it's 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 almost brady esque to where how can you bet against Mahomes? I, I just think that's it for me, you know. I just don't I don't see how you can bet against him now. I'm probably going to say something like I like 25-32 or, or it'll be a field goal or something like that. But I can so see us being in a situation where 49ers are up by three or two or whatever it is and there'll be one minute left and they'll Pat Mahomes will just take it down the field and score because they'll be unstoppable. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think Chiefs probably win it. Uh, I think it'll be a very good game. I do think it'll be a very good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Chiefs probably edge it. Now that might be biased because don't want for an honest win. And to be fair, I don't want to see Taylor Swift on my screen any bloody more. But um, yeah, yeah, I think Chiefs probably take it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be shocked if she's not doing a half-time show next year. I think <laughs> what that would bring to league. I think, uh, I think it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, and I, I've got to say, actually, um, I I've been saying Chiefs Niners pretty much since week four when we were talking about like you know who we think's gonna make it. And I did say the Bills would be, yeah. but I just saw. The matchup was there but that's take some praise for that I wish I'd put a bet on it but um, you know I think again it's just yeah it's it should be a good game though I, I think you know for me personally yeah. I think I like the homes. Um wasn't a fan of the skins against Bills uh, but no. at the I same agree. time I don't like in any sport unless it's your own team someone wanting it back to back and I've never seen the Niners win it I've I was I knew I was watching the scores when they did win it last so when they lost it to the Ravens, um, mm. but I've never seen them at the to Super Bowl in my lifetime. So I think that's why I was wanting it to be at least the Ravens and Lions or Niners because I've seen <sighs> teams win it multiple times. Yeah, but, uh, I think Ravens as- Niners.
1: Ravens Niners. I was backing for about yeah like week ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Especially yeah. with the um, conspiracy over the logo. <laughs>
1: yeah, and people love to do that, but it, it it blows my mind because there's about well, there's got to be about six teams in the league that wear red. Right. Yeah. And I know that obviously Purple is just the Ravens or whatever, but like, come on, like, you know, you, you could have said, yeah, the Chiefs could have been one. Um, you could have said the opposite. You said the 49ers would the red team or whatever. You know,
0: Vikings.
1: Yeah, or the Bengals or something like that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it blows my mind. It's just that association thing where people find patterns, isn't it? But yeah, look, I think it'll be a great game. Um, I think you, you like it is clash of the Titans. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like you say, like you've got this 49ers team, which perennially have been unreal for the last sort of four years um, and probably have just been that QB away. Um, but I just, I don't know if Brock's, you know, I don't know if Brock's it, you know, I think you saw that I catch against the Lions. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's just Jimmy G in, in the Super Bowl last time they played the Chiefs, just an overthrow, you know, is, is it any different? Is it any different? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So no, it's, again, true. We'll, it's true. We'll have to see. But um yeah, if if I was, I think if I was the Chiefs and I was sort of game planning, I would I would make Brock Purdy beat me deep. I would say you'll get it. I'd go risky, but I would just say you're not getting anything under. You're not getting the easy completions. You know, Christian McCaffrey's not going to be allowed in the game. You are going to have to throw. Past 20 yards, if you want anything, and it, it, it's ballsy and it could cost them, but that's what I would do personally.
0: That's interesting. And from someone who's you know, who has been a head coach in the past, it's good to get your your thoughts on that because we, we rarely get guests or anyone. I think had Jeff Reinbold on the path on that, no one's really come on and given that coaching sort of perspective, so mm-hmm. yeah, really fascinating. And I think that that is true because I think that that they're so great as is. Is the yak? Is the art have to catch? Look at whether it's George Kittle on a short play, we saw Cal Jusic last night. Um, yes. and McCaffrey turning a bit like the Dolphins and Tyree Kill Waddle, they'll turn five, six, six yard plays into fifty yarders. And I think that you know Debo Samuel, Wells, as well, I think you know, I think they're they're fast, but they're not. I, I wouldn't say. I could be wrong here. They're not like they're not like a hill. They're not like a, a Mosa, they're, they're not like hmm. really really speedy. If I might saying that with. With those two, so I think yeah that'll be interesting. And I really, I think the, bag, the Steve Spagnola against Cal Shanahan, yeah. That's, I think that's well, great. what a matchup. I mean, yeah. that is a, yeah. that is
1: an unreal matchup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's as as good as you can get realistically because you know he does some crazy stuff on the defensive side. If you look at the X's and O's of it, it's it bonkers the kind of stuff that he asks them to do. And and obviously when you're in the NFL, you have the athletes to do it. It makes life a bit easier. But and Shanahan's as good as it gets in terms of showing you one thing to set you up and, and delivering after, you know, like he goes in at half time, He, he looks at what's been given to him from the defence and he just goes, right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to change it all up. But yeah, for me, I just think, like you say, like we've seen all this yak, we've seen all this talent, you know, from an easy perspective. I, just, I would just say that you're not going to beat me by... A, I, it, was, it was always my coaching philosophy and I was defensive minded. It was, it was I'm not going to let you beat me by plan A. You're going to have to win with your plan B. And if you do... Fair enough, but for me it would be you've got to throw it deep every. You know, if you want to beat us, you're going to have to be good beyond twenty yards. Can Brock Purdy do it? I don't know. That's the way I would look at it. Yeah,
0: fascinating, fascinating. That. It really is, um, and that's where we'll end it. Um, yeah, thank you once again to Ollie for coming on. Great to no, have nice. you on once again.
1: It's great to be on. Thanks for having me, Andy.
0: No problem, at all, it was, really, it was really good to meet you in London. Since you denied. Yes. The, um, that's yeah, yeah, that, that was um, a nice little surprise seeing you on well it looked like you on your morning job when I saw you.
1: <laughs> I was just round the corner I didn't realize it was on. I only live round the corner obviously so I had to take up the opportunity but it was good to see you mate.
0: Yeah, you too and um yeah hope to see you soon whether it's on here or in person um, and hopefully you enjoy the game in 2 weeks.
1: Yes, it should be good mate. Cheers
0: reckon and yeah thank you everyone for listening or watching and we will see you guys next week where we'll do a lot of Super Bowl preview episodes we've got a lot of Chiefs fans a lot of Niners fans who've been on this podcast should be a lot of content for you as we look forward to Super Bowl 58 I've been your host Andy this has been Oliver Kent and we will see you guys next time